This is the Podcast Stereo Blacklist Podcast for this week's episode, Dr. James Covington, number 89. Do we have intro music yet? No, no, we don't need it. It wastes time, valuable time. So Intro music, it's dramatic. They have great music in the show. We should emphasize that at our show. I know, we should. We should grab We did it last year, I think, for a couple episodes, but I guess we could do that. We'd, maybe if we knew a musician that could write it for us. If maybe we only knew. Like it's hard. <laughs> All right, I'll write something. Um, <laughs> all right, so this week's episode. Uh, wow, it was it was a I, lot going on, and I feel like the biggest dumbass that it took me way too long to uh, recognize Marcus. Oh my god, you didn't recognize him right away. <laughs> it said the end. I even knew. Uh, that he was going to be in it. I even posted it to Facebook that he was going to be in it this year. Yeah, and, and I knew I just, he was going to be in it. And once I saw him, I'm like, oh, there he is. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, he was awesome. I, I could talk about that character for the 30 minutes today and not talk about the rest of the show and be happy. I actually hope we see him again. I thought he was kind of a neat character. I knew what he was right away. I mean, that was... Yes, and, and I, I felt a little stupid at first because I was kind of buying into it. But yeah, he was uh, he was the setup to find out who was the real uh, dirty guy in uh, Red's operation. This whole port thing that uh, he's got going with all his other people. Okay, I heard something in this episode, a reference to Red's organization that I'd never heard before. The syndicate. The syndicate. Yes, I wrote that down too. I'd never heard. I don't have a recollection of it being called. So that. it's so it's. I mean, it's very trite, but it's still very ominous. You oh, know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the syndicate. But I also, I don't know because I don't know. Some, something still bugs me about uh, thinking back to last week and when they were trying. And this this is going to tie in when and, and I realized that Vargas was was a plant. He was completely fake the whole sure. time, right? But when they were trying to make you believe it, mm-hmm. and when they do that, they'll, they'll you know the the uh, the essence of a good told lie is, or essence of a good told misdirection is as much of the truth as you can give, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's, or whatever the the phrase is, I don't remember. There was something in there about, uh, and you got it last week with the with the heist, and you got a little bit this week about the Berlin and who Berlin works for, right? They kind of talk about him. I'm not positive the Russian is truly the top of the ladder. I want to say that right now. I think there's still someone above the Russian. Okay. Because last week in the bank, and something about it made me think about it last week, there was an appointment of, you know, your money and the people that you work with was talking mm-hmm. to the Russian. You know, it's not like there was more, more than just him. Right. So there's, I think Berlin is is a little more... I don't know organization than human, or it's 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 still above the Russian, and they've done this to us before, right? They already did it once with Berlin, even. Well, so. we know that Berlin's not the top, and yeah, we know that there's certainly these organizations that are dueling with each other. Yeah, um, there's a lot of people out there that don't like red, and there's a lot of people that do. Uh, so yeah, we have that. Uh, going for us. Uh, But I thought what was great was, you know, just even though a lot of it was obvious and uh, 
it wasn't a huge reveal. The little details they took along the way to sell you on that, because one of the things we, we don't see much in this show is every scene, the point of view is either with Red or Liz. Yeah. It's very rare that they give you the point of view of anyone else. Uh, and the fact that they you get the point of view of this Nico with Mr. Vargas, at, you know, when they're looking at the guns in the back of the car and Vargas, the whole thing about, oh, you know how he likes only, you know, these types of weapons. And then he says, oh, I'm sorry, I, I hope to have this business wrapped up before. No, he absolutely intended to have that business be there for Nico to see so he could, you know, continue was, to play the con. <clears throat> Oh, absolutely. And and like I said, I, I find some of that obvious, but I find some of that absolutely necessary and great that they do it. You know, I don't I don't need to be fooled to enjoy the character and then the plot. Uh, I, I loved how it was going. Yeah. Uh, you know, devils in the details um, mm-hmm. or guys in the details or something. I'm not too sure. Um, so I picked up on the uh, uh, repossession reasonably quick uh, on kind of what was going on. Um, mm-hmm. something about have you if you've ever seen the movie Repo Men with Jude Law, right? That it, the whole thing like there were you know people would get their organs repossessed if they didn't make their payments on time. So I kind of got that feel really really quick. It just from the opening conversation, it actually felt like that movie. Yeah. Um, I, I I there's I mean I got a bunch of stuff I want to talk about this, but I really I really kind of like the ethical twist it did at mm-hmm. the end with you know what he was doing oh there was uh, a lot there i mean yeah the whole reason he went underground that he got went off the grid as they said was because he did what he thought ethically was the right thing and was you know you know killed uh in his career assassinated for it so he goes underground and in order to do the work that he wants to do and that save kids Yep. He, he basically takes, he, he doesn't kill anybody to take the organs that he puts into these criminals who are going to pay him. They come from uh, the medical examiner from bodies that are dying or dead. They, that guy, the medical examiner harvests the organs. Their organs aren't going to do anything anyway. Gives them to this guy. He puts them into criminals who are going to pay they, him lots of money. And then he uses the money for research. Right. And then, and then the only time they do the repossession. Right is on the criminals. Correct. So he's, yeah. Not anyway. And, and so you're like, oh, man, this is like... Now, the, the kind of the, the flip side of this, and they touched on it at the end, is, of course, you know, every, you know, three criminals have to go free for every one child, probably, that's, right. that's uh, whatever. And, you know, and she, she said, you know, I'll take that trade-off. Uh, Which was out of character for her. Yeah. And, what, and they pointed out. And wrestler out. called her on it. And I like that because I was thinking, wow, this is she's being really out of character because we had that whole thing where that guy was uh, doing the uh, poisoning of people. That the guy from Doctor House, that the House show, uh, who was mm-hmm. his buddy in this episode last year, who um, was just trying to save his son. Um, no. Same thing, and she shot him before he could do it. So it is a a reversal in a sense for her. Uh, for Lizzie to do that, and uh, I was glad Wrestler called her on it. Let's see. But yeah, well, go on. You said you have a lot about this ethical Um, stuff. I mean, I think the ethical stuff was great, because it really adds a lot of uh, 
you don't feel so bad for this blacklist guy, you know, or you don't feel like you hate him. You're actually kind of with him a bit. Yeah, he's he's almost he's almost kind of doing a bizarre Robin Hood type thing, you know. Sure. Like I don't I don't agree with what he's doing, but I very definitely understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people can't quite wrap their head around that, you know. But I, right. I but some people can. Um, I did like the uh, little the whole you know port thing, and that you know you realize that this was all set up. Yeah. By Red to begin with, to make sure that he got caught before so and so from the Port Authority got his heart. Right. You know, <laughs> nice, little, nice little twist there at the end that he really manipulated this one, and and you, he's done it before. Right. This one was almost a little more subtle. Uh, right. So I was I was I was like eh, okay, you know, it was pretty good. Um, that whole yeah, that was that was good. Um. Oh, I gotta say, I, I I wrote this down. As bad as my handwriting is, I heart Mr. Kaplan. I was just gonna say that next, Mr. Kaplan's yeah. great. That whole scene was outstanding, and <laughs> I'm doing a little heart shape on my hands in the video. He is <laughs> got a little heart right where my heart would be, a little black heart. <laughs> but but I love just this. I love her dialogue always with Red because it's always very good dialogue, and the. Uh, the, uh, who was the woman they were talking about? And Mr. Kaplan's like, I was sleeping with her at the time. Uh, it was the sister. <laughs> the sister, yeah. <laughs> that, that was even better. <laughs> Love the layers they add onto a character. <laughs> yeah, I just, oh my goodness. Especially a great character like that. So, yeah, the Kaplan scene was great. Uh, I enjoyed it as much, although I did really like the scene with uh, this Bernard Babbitt with uh, Red at the uh, restaurant. I, you know, I wrote that down too. The the whole two paramedics sitting behind him, and I just wrote down two paramedics to remind yep. me. That thing was beautifully done. We spiked him with Viagra or something like that to. Uh... Yeah, it was uh, just brilliant. You'll just die, brilliant. but you'll have an erection doing it. Uh, it was a. Uh... Okay, I'm crying. One of those great lines in a show that you'll have. (laughs) Okay, you can hear me again. Well, you could probably always hear me. Apologies, I do have a terrible ISP. I know, Dave drops sometimes. It's okay. He comes back. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the story arc stuff, I mean, we get a little bit of Mossad, uh, Samar. uh, (laughs) What's, uh, what, what, Navabi? Is that her name? Samar is the name I always write down. It's her first name. Uh, I think I think Navabi because okay. I wrote down Navabi Tall um, right. <laughs> in my in my shorthand. Oh, I think it's interesting they brought up that she is uh, Iranian working for Mossad. Uh, so and that's a really that's an interesting detail to to put in there. Why bother? Right. Uh, other than if they're if they want to press the um, the the crush that Aram already has on her, which I thought was just kind of kind of cool, right? Because you and I, we both, we love Aram. We think Aram's kind of a cool dude. Yep. We like the character. Uh, he's not particularly developed. It, uh, it gives him a chance to develop him a little bit. They gave him a little personality because he's not just the computer geek this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm half Jewish. Well, Gora Jewish and, you know. But who's coming? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the, the whole we've all been in that situation when we met that girl you know, type scenario <laughs> that he was in, just talking over ourselves. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't have more of a uh, 
Delaware hoods, by the way. It's a good thing to know. Yep. Um. <laughs> I'm surprised, though, they didn't have more in that scene of uh, other people looking at him like, oh, God, will you just shut up? You know, they. Uh... It was almost like they all just kind of expected it, you know? Was right. Like, oh, you know? Um, what did what did you think of the of the scene with uh, Cooper and Lizzie? I didn't write anything down. God, out of place. It just it felt like they could have saved it to the end. The only thing it was there for was her exit from the room was Red's calling me, but the scene just felt odd. Okay, um, I, yeah, I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was, but it was just yeah, it it timing was was bizarre. It yeah. should have happened at the beginning or more. It wasn't inappropriate place. It just wasn't. It was just, yeah, it didn't make sense with the flow of the episode. It kind of broke up the episode badly. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a little off. But um, I what thought about, the scene was appropriate. I just, uh, like I said, would have um, preferred it towards the end. Yeah. Because I was thinking uh, the whole time it's going on, this has to lead to something, and it just really never did. Not, not in this episode. <laughs> right. I mean, it's going to mean something because, I mean, what was interesting more is, you know, well, uh, the psyche evals came through. The psyche evals came through and you had uh, wrestlers fine, according to the psych lady who was hounding him for weeks. And, uh, you know, Lizzie's obviously hasn't. Uh, and she's fine. And that's not she, right. <laughs> right. She's fine because she hasn't actually taken the time to, you know, mourn, so to speak. That was the word he used. It's the wrong choice of word. And he even knew it just to um, you know, reflect on what happened and try to have some closure to it. But we know, obviously, from her thing going on in her hotel room that she's not going to let this go ever. Uh, and I don't think mourning this is uh, the appropriate method. And I think most psychologists would agree with that. Um, we had the dream in the beginning, though. Speaking of Tom, uh, knew yeah. that knew that was a dream. Obviously, it was not a surprise. But uh, I knew it, it was one of those. Eh, this this could be. Oh, he put the gun down. No way. Now he's putting the gun down. This is a dream. Yeah. Oh, uh, it felt dream all the way. I mean, that that's not a. I didn't feel like that's a scene you give right away. I felt that that would have been a scene if it was real, not a dream. Is in the beginning of. Oh, is at the end of an episode. Yeah. Um, and then obviously, yeah, when. Red walks in, just starts shooting. Well, yeah, no, no, not real. Um, but uh, interesting scene because it kind of it was almost like a little refresher for you as to just remember whoever you know the group Tom works for, the Berlin group, and all that. Right. Knows a lot. <laughs> yeah. And and knows everything about. Uh, well, knows a lot more than their uh, Tom was willing to admit. And uh, kind of reminds us that uh, there's more to learn, which I don't know if you looked at the teaser for next week, but we're going to learn something. So, yeah, they're, they're uh, trying to do that. And then we had our nice little uh, her, her motel compatriot there across the way. Oh, God. I mean, if, of course he was somebody. <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course he was somebody. I mean, if this guy at the hotel was nobody or just some insignificant guy, you never would have seen him again. The fact that uh, you go back to him and they have this nice exchange and she's like kind of all sweet with him. Obviously, he's got a gun in his room. You know? Well, it was, it was going to be extreme. It was He, he was either going to be the new love interest it would have lasted two episodes before Tom killed him. Sure. <laughs> uh, uh, or he was, you know, 
you know, his own. He's, back- got, he's got a sniper. So is that Tom, who's just really good with disguises? No. Okay. Oh. But I, I I like your your attempt there, but no. <laughs> it can't be. But no, I don't think it is. Um, but uh, yeah. Uh, now so now she'll run into this guy. So this guy's obviously going to be living in the um, hotel as well. So yeah, we're probably going to be a love interest for a couple weeks anyway. But uh, yeah, for the next couple of weeks, he probably will be the love interest. And be the sniper in the background. I actually think it'll turn into both. Very, very I think that may be, uh, may be absolutely true here. Um, I got more. Um, we have. So, I want to. I need to go back and watch some previous episodes because in all of Red's stories, mm-hmm. I feel like he's aging. Because this week his story he was fifteen, and last week I swear in the story he was fourteen. Whatever story he was telling about last week was his anorexic camp girl, right? Right. This week was his, his summary is fifteen. I want to see if he's if there's a if there's a progression there's a pattern or something. Well, I mean the, he's had a couple stories from his adult life that he's told, but yeah, I wonder if there's a there's a reason for it. I think his stories are great. Uh, again, it just shows the development of the character. It's the one character they have not screwed up, and that's what makes the show great. Uh, yeah, I don't, but I don't again, know. I agree. We got to see Paul Rubens more. Uh, you know, the whole uh, flipping out over the bloody stuff. <laughs> uh, he's just—he was such a good character, and it's a type of character we need. It's actually a neat compliment. I wouldn't mind seeing like where there's some goofy episode where. You know, Vargas, Mr. Kaplan, and Red are in a car together. Um, you know, and they're ju- or they're just you know going to get takeout or something. Just some silly scene because I think that could be some great dialogue. Uh, Rubens really has uh, almost a uh, a redness to him <laughs> with uh, his delivery. I noticed in a couple scenes uh, he felt yeah, kind of has that confidence, but. Uh, very eloquent in the way he speaks. Right. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I hope he has many episodes, not just this one-off. And I'm sure uh, he'll, I'm sure he'll have more. I hope so. He was just kind of kind of interesting. Um, uh, unprovoked frisking trade-offs, um, deputy minister, story time. I'm going through all my notes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, medical ethics, way over the line, double cross. Yeah, I mean, God, there was a lot going on in this episode. Uh, my, I have a few notes. So, on. go ahead. I have an issue, and we we've bitched about this a couple of times. Um, with last year, where they will go into an environment without calling for backup. Yep. They did it again. Yep. Drives me. All they have to do is just say, before we go down the staircase, let's call for backup. Right. Or and just we'll say get- that, and you don't have to even have to show them doing it. Just, yeah. just, just reflect that. Back. Okay, but I'll be down in fifteen or fifteen seconds or thirty seconds or something. They yeah. were talking to the guy back at the place because he's looking at the plan, saying there shouldn't be a lower level. All right, we're gonna head down there, send some backup. Yeah, part of the reason that they do this, if we have law enforcement officers out there, confirm this on me. Part of the reason you do that is so that when you get into difficult decisions, you don't have to make them alone. Right. 
Um, you know, so I don't know. Uh, and the other thing is, is how on earth was basically an entire hospital put underground in that neighborhood and nobody noticed? Yeah, that was it. Like a little dive hospital. That was oh, that was legit technology with cable TV running in there and everything. I get where mm-hmm. the money came from and how it was financed. Mm-hmm. My was is how. How does was nobody it notice it? Yep. That it's okay. So maybe it's not really noticed, but people have suspicions, but they've never heard of this doctor. Like, hey, there's this underground hospital in DC, but we've never heard of the doctor that's doing all this. Tra- you know what I mean? The FBI, the the guy wouldn't be on the black. Right, right, right. FBI yeah. list. Uh, well, you have just, that, and and like, well, you got the simple family there with the kid at the end who's having his lung transplant. I mean, they got to find him somehow. So, how do people find, you know, this doctor and can get into his uh, location? Right, and the FBI doesn't even know he exists. Yeah. Uh, but you know, some normal family who's got a kid with a lung problem, you know, he can be hunted down. And I know you got ambulance chasers and all that 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 probably prey on people for these things, but. I don't get the impression that, you know, Dr. Covington is trying to get money from that family. No, no, he, no. He's no. giving them these lungs for free. He's, uh, you know, the, the, where he's looking for his money is from the criminals to finance everything. Right. Yeah, they, they may have some, I mean, because they put that in insurance, right? Um, right. So they're, they're probably getting it with. There may be some service. Maybe the dude's a computer tech, and hey, I'll run your servers for you or something. You know, for two years or you know, I don't sure. know. Well, you know, I mean, and well, hey, these criminal organizations. I mean, the money finances everything, and you know, they they can do it under off the grid. Yeah, suspend disbelief or whatever it is, and just you know, accept that it's happening. But yeah, little things like that. Yeah, the. Like I said, I always find just little details, even though they're irrelevant and they're just there as plot devices to move the story along. But such as the courier guy on the motorcycle, of course, he has like this full booklet of their next uh, target that they're going to um, put this heart in, this Mr. Babbitt, on him on the bike. Like, does he need all that? And if they were going to keep, uh, you know, their clients confidential, would he be riding around on a motorcycle? Picking you could put type of stuff he would never have that information he has one job to to courier so why would he be carrying this guy's medical file with him with his name in it if he was at least going to carry because he needed a cross reference things that he was picking up fine but you give him something that says patient x blood type this um you know age this sex this that's what you would say the guy doesn't carry it with the name so that that just again it was it was a plot device to keep things just moving along, but it was a little too silly to, uh, to, to be real in that sense. Right. And honestly, why would you only have, um, uh, the, what sort of looking for? Why would you only have two people that are watching it? There would be a whole, you I know, know, the same thing with, they're the ones chasing them. I figured, Oh, uh, bugs on, okay. Which car did you come in? I don't know. We got all these bugs. We're the government. Let's bug them all. Right. Uh, wrestler, he's on his way out to you. Yeah. And I figure wrestler should then pick up his thing. Okay, team A, he's coming down your road now. Yeah. There should be handoffs, the two of them. Yeah. And that's, again, it's what we've complained about calling for backup, same thing. 
the FBI just seems so unprepared for every scenario. And of course the guy's on a motorcycle, you know, yeah. which, so he complains, he's like, man, we should have probably called for backup for this. You know, where's their uh, super tech guy sitting back in the lab, you know, hacking into all the security cameras on the uh, lights or something at that time. All right, so uh, this phone just walked in there. I know which phone it is. So I'll just track his GPS on his phone. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh God. And I hate tracking. I, I, I hate tracking in shows. It's like, Oh, if I had six more seconds, like you knew. You yeah. <laughs> so. All right. I know. We we I, I think that's our compl- that's our weekly we hate the FBI the- in the show uh rant. <laughs> but uh yeah, that's about what I have there uh for for this week. Uh I know we had uh an email that answered the question that we asked last week. Suka. Suka was uh the word that we were wondering what that translates to and uh um do you have the email who emailed it to us? It was Dave in Alaska if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, who happens to have a uh, a Russian bride, and Suka apparently means bitch in Russian. Um, so thank you, David. Al- I'm pretty sure yes. it was David. Al- I hope it was David Alaska. Oh. Uh, so yes, thank you for that. So yeah, well, I mean, we had asked and you answered, so pr- we appreciate that. Um, it's cool. We got an email. We were all excited. Like, woohoo, somebody actually I, listens to us. I, somebody, somebody answered the question specifically that we asked. So that's what that's what it's here for. So, uh, but, you know, for this week, uh, you know, we're going to have big reveal next week. So we'd love to get your emails on what the uh, what's going to happen, because there's definitely going to be a reveal next week. Send us emails. Let us know what you think is going to happen, um, you know, beforehand so we can uh, see if you're right. Uh, I know we're going to have some ideas. We'll probably post those on Facebook this week. But uh, you can email us at blacklist at podcasturbia.com. You could also uh, uh, post on Facebook, uh, Podcasturbia, or uh, Twitter uh, at Podcasturbia. So, yeah, you can get us there. iTunes reviews, we still love those as well. So um, that's all I got for this episode. Anything else uh, last minute you want to plug in there? No. All right. Well, next week, like I said, looks like big reveals. So... um, Good episode this week, and we will talk to you all next week. Good night, everybody.